Would you say he's a block looking for a chip? God damn it. Yeah, would you say that? Prickly dickly doo! Hey, this is Tom, who plays Scram, the uh, ever-lovable wizard. It seems that we've made some friends, and we are currently fighting some enemies. Uh, we will never forget the masked helmet. The masked shield, I hope, will be a valuable player in future uh, endeavors, and hopefully a long-lasting uh, friend. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter, Facebook, listen to us on Podbean, uh, podcasting, or anywhere else. Google us. We're everywhere. Uh, we even have our own website. Now enjoy episode 21, Burying the Hatchet. And we're going with Prickly Mustache Rides. Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. And we're in the middle of a mutiny! <laughs> Mr. Plug just showed up with his grand entrance. What a dick. Shot masked shield. Yeah. With his crossbow. That wasn't cool. Made uh, Manny, Devoth. Oh, I was fine. It was Manny and Scram. Manny and Scram are shaken for one round. I know you don't like me, but you don't have to nerf me unnecessarily. (laughs) Any chance I get. In the patch notes, Devoth is going down. (laughs) (laughs) But if I could survive this combat, that would be nice for me. So let's let's focus on that one. I'm focusing really hard. (laughs) All right. So masked shield. How, How are you doing on hit points? Not so good, coach. All right. I've got nine HP and three temporary HP. All right. So, yeah, you've been, like, jumping back and forth this fight with, like, you were one of the first people to climb up that ladder and yeah. you just got, like, skewered three ways to Sunday. Yeah. Healed yourself a little bit and then plugged him out and <laughs> pow! Yeah. So. Technically, it's not temporary HP. You just have, like, your oh, max oh, HP oh. went up from the rage. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. So, if you were to fall unconscious, yeah. you'd lose three more HP immediately. You'd lose another three hit points. Gotcha. So that window of I'm unconscious but not dead is actually way uh, narrower for you. Right. But Sandera's notices how beat up you look. So oh, she's going to reach forward and give you a uh, a cure light. Oh, yes. I hope she doesn't roll a one like I would. All right. So here she goes. Yes. Oh, you heal 10 hit points. Oh, I'm so good. Ooh. You hear her whisper, you're our last hope. Mass shield. <laughs> that doesn't like bode well. <laughs> I, I wish I heard that because I could just tell her, don't lie to the guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now it's Jaundice Jape's turn. Jaundice Jape's going to swing his swing his knife at Devoth again. <sighs> That's a 16 to hit. That does not hit. Oh. <laughs> Better luck next time. It's Tate's turn. Going to reload, and he's going to shoot his pistol at Devoth. Oh. He's got a 50% miss chance. I'm still in the mist. Oh. Well, let's start with a 16 to versus your touch AC. That beats my touch AC. Okay. He misses. Ooh. Yeah, buddy. All right, back up top, Manny. A me. All right, I'm going to shoot. Who's that? Tate above me. Yeah, the guy with the pistol. pistol. I'm gonna say he's got partial cover because you've got to like, like get Can I get take up a five that foot angle? step back to. All right, I got a minus two to this attack roll because I'm shaking. Partial cover, I think, gives him another. But then I just take a five foot step to. Oh yeah, him. you're right. I'm sorry. Oh, it's a natural 20. Oh, confirm that shit. Nine. Does not confirm. But he takes 11 damage. Oh! And I'll reload with my move action. Nice shot. Rosie's turn. Hey-ya! She's gonna (laughs) swing at Master Scourge with her hand axe. And she misses. 
Great. Thanks for the help. <laughs> Scram. Ugh. I can, I, we can come back to you. If, uh, no, no, no. You keep that flaming sphere on the little douchebag bar. No, no, no. no. It, so, yeah, my flaming sphere is going to remain on him. However, Nick kind of uh, ruined a situation for me where I could have used color spray. And he kind of stepped right in front of. I just blast him anyway. What? Dude. Five foot step yeah, out of the stairs just and use it anyway. Yourself. They're allies. Are these stairs? Yeah. Um,. You can move through... Or is that a list? Well, it's the, occupied by allies. This, I think the problem is he needs to use a move action to control the flaming sphere. Yeah. Uh, so he can't take more than a five-foot step before color spraying. Right. Does he need to take a move action if he do, if the sphere's not moving? If it doesn't have to move, no. No. I, but I bet Contra probably gets another reflex save, right? Right. Okay. Well, wouldn't he get that regardless? Yeah. So, all right. Let's, well, let's do Contra Bar's reflex save. Yeah, did Contra Bar move after taking the first bit of damage? No, he probably should have. <laughs> that's a 13 reflex. Nope. All right, so that's 3d6 fire damage. <sighs> Kill the little fucker. Oh, that's 5, 11, Ooh. and that's 14. <laughs> Contrabar burns to a crisp. Yeah, nice. that'll yeah. teach that self-righteous fuck. So the enemy's inspire courage ends, yep. which is huge. Nice. Yes. That's two, plus two attack and damage that we no longer have to deal with. I move past... Can I use the stairs? Yeah, you can use the stairs. Alright. Because uh, this ship's made for putting minis on, doing combat, but like, there's no indication of like how many feet the stairs are supposed to be. I guess I'd say I just... it's ten feet of movement to get up the stairs. I'm not trying 15. to get. I'm not trying to get up the stairs. I'm just trying to use the stairs as a space so that way I huh. can... You can go through a square occupied by an ally. I know. You don't know. have to do all this figuring out. Just where do you want to go? We're not going to stop you from passing through. Well, <laughs> shield just pushes him down. This leaves the caster open. That's my issue. Open schmopen. To be fair, everyone else is kind of occupied. So if you're just hitting plug with a color spray, like that's going to be very nice. Yeah. Oh, you know who's not occupied, though? Plug. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed, Tom. I hence why this color spray is very important. Hit him with the color spray. Get him to move. (laughs) (laughs) Get him, Tom. All right. So you're color spraying, Mister Plug. Color spraying, Mister Plug. That's a will save, correct? Will negates. Yes, will negates. Uh oh, that's an 18 on his will save. He got it. Oh, get negated. I like to imagine. Color spray fires from your hand for like a moment. You can't see Mr. Plug through the rainbow and like he just reappears. He just kind of like flicks a piece of glitter off his shoulder that <laughs> got left behind from the spell. Now the fun part, does that color spray also hit Scourge up top? Yeah, it's a cone, right? It's a 15 foot cone. Yeah. But it would also, I'm isn't that an ally? No. Because it's it's 10 feet just to get to Plug. Scourge is laterally another 5 feet behind him and then he's 10 feet up. Okay. Right? That's fine. I'm just asking Well, it is a cone, so yeah. it would go up 15 feet up. Wouldn't it hit Scourge and... That's an ally, right? That's Rosie. Yeah. yeah Rosie. So I think they'd both get hit by it. We could do some math to figure it out, but f- I, whatever. It's okay to say no. I was just asking the question. <laughs> well, if they're 10 up, 5 back, that would be the 15, right? Right at the top of the... Yeah. It'd be... Well, looking at it laterally, if we started right here, it's 5, 10, 15... That's only 10 over and 10 out. 
that the diagonal would reach, right? I personally don't think it should reach, but I'm not doing a great job of explaining why. If I can't explain why, I guess I shouldn't say no. Way to think it through, Axel. Unfortunately, Scourge got a 13 on his will save. <laughs> well, so he is... Uh, not a 13, a 23. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, unfortunately. <laughs> uh. And Rosie got a natural 20. Fuck your color spray. <laughs> Let the dice decide. <laughs> All right, now it's Scourge's turn. All right, so he's going to provoke from Rosie. That'll hit. Rosie's angry, too. All right, so Scourge is at, like, the bottom of the stairs. I can't actually place him there, so his mini's at the top of the stairs. He's at the bottom of the stairs, and he's going to take a swing at Manny. Did Rosie hit on her attack? She did, and she dealt some damage. He's going to swing his hand axe. 17 to hit? Nope. It's Phipps's turn. He's going to take another swing at Devoth. I'm going to Windy Escape this. Ooh, good oh. choice. What does that do again? It effectively gives me... DR10 versus the attack. Okay. Yeah, DR10 magic against the attack. And I'm immune to poison, sneak attack, and crits. Alright, now he deals six to you. So it is nothing. Right. I thought you were going to say six after the DR10. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Look at how much HP I have. Contrabar's dead. <laughs> now it's Cog's turn. Alright, Cog's going to whip out a magical wand. He's going to get. Let's see if I can figure this one out. Little little spark on the wine. He's like, oh, got it, got it. And he aims it at Mr. Plug, and a single magic missile comes out. Yes. <laughs> Plug takes the first bit of damage. I'll have to finish him now that he's taken two. Three. Three. <laughs> uh, Aaron's turn. He's going to uh, take a swing at Jonas Jape. A thrust, that is, with his spear. Aaron misses. All right, Devoth, you're up. I'm going to give Phipps a wicked grin. As his as his cutlass just passes right through me ineffectually, and I give a hearty chuckle. Like, <laughs> Let me show you how it's done. And I power attack him. Uh, that's twenty three to hit. Yeah, it hits a little bit for uh, thirteen damage. Woo. You want to describe how you kill Phipps? Oh, oh shit! So again, I tell him, oh, "Is that the best you've got? Take this!" And I just come down with just big overhand chop, and just like bury my uh, axe right in his right in between his shoulder and his neck right in that right in the collarbone right in the spot where you don't want to get an axe <laughs> <laughs> and then i rip it out and just let him tumble over the railing into the ocean Oof. mass shield all right i want to uh acknowledge that sick heal i just got from sandara so I'll be, yes that's more like it and i'm gonna go over and help devoth cleave baddies and by that i mean i want to be close to him because i got the shield power Ooh, good idea. <laughs> and he just chopped one of the batter dudes, you know. One of the bigger dudes, at least. Yeah. The wider dude. Yeah. <laughs> he made that cleaving look easy. <laughs> All right, so you five-foot step, and boom, Jaundice Jape. Yeah. The sickly one. Yeah. I'm going to make her even more sickly with a sick dagger. Oh, nat 20. Oh, oh confirm. confirm. Come on, give me a confirm. Have you had that? Oh, man. 10. Doesn't confirm. And I'm going to hit her for... Jonas is, is a boy. Hit her for... Oh, yes. It is a boy. <laughs> it's a man. <laughs> he's a half-orc, isn't he? You look like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a half-orc. He's a yellow half-orc. Hence, Jaundice Jake. Oh. Ooh. That's going to be an eight. Eight damage? Yeah. Because I'm all jacked up on rage. And Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain Dew. <laughs> now hit him with the shield. 
You're going to follow up with a shield bash? If that dagger doesn't kill him. He's not dead yet. Okay, yeah. He's not dead yet. I'll I'll try and blast him with my shield. 18. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Come on, get blasted. Seven. Would you like to describe how you kill Jaundice Jape? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we only had one en- one enemy death last week, and Aaron was the was the yeah. the one who killed. Yeah, he so killed now, Loretta. Yeah, so now every everyone's actually getting to to kill all these hated NPCs now. <laughs> all right, so uh, I stab him with the dagger, pull it out. He's still standing, and I bash him in the face with my shield, and see where he goes from there. You bash him with the shield, and like his nose like gets like crushed inward, and he just starts like choking on blood. Yes. <laughs> Like filling his lungs. I have time to throw a thumbs up at the Voth. <laughs> I give you a nod, like, nicely done. <laughs> right, they're dropping like flies. But now Mr. Plug's up again. Oh boy. Um, and there's a wizard. <laughs> Real quick. Harry. If I use my hero point to interrupt him, can I charge him? I don't think you can charge through ally. Wait. I've got a clear shot at him. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. If if you do that to charge, it has to be a. I think it's called a half charge. Yeah. It's, it has to be less than my total move, less than my movement, or up to, to my movement, not double movement. Right. So yeah, I do that. I'll spend oh, the hero sh- point and charge him. Yeah. Right after the vote of confidence from Shield. Wow. What are the odds that you actually had a, a clear shot through Ooh, all of those wow. allies? Wow. That was that was a chess play right there. <laughs> God damn. So so, so you look over and you see Plug's got he's got eyes for Scram and he's like yeah he had yeah his cutlass drawn he was like about to like take a step and Devoth is filled with determination and teamwork. Just charges through that, threads the needle through all of his friends. Fucking beautiful. Steps right in front of Plug. And I'm delivering a power attack right to the face. Oh boy. That's a 17 to hit. That hits. Yes! Plug's not wearing any armor. Yes! Okay, that is, uh... So yeah, no damage from charging. So that is a total of 14 on the damage. Oh, God. Oh, God. Nice use of a hero point. Oh my god. And I... now it is Plug's turn. Yep. <laughs> so you like you get a good chunk out of out of the arm that he had like held back that was uh saved for that swing against Scram. He gives you a scowl. He takes a five foot step, he draws his cat of nine tails, and then he swings with his cutlass. And I windy escape. Yeah. I'm following the rule of doing it before you roll the dice so I can't, you know, cheat and wait for it to hit before I You know it's gonna hit. He's mad as hell. I mean, I'm assuming it will, <laughs> since I have a minus, like, three to my AC right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's a 19 to hit. Oh, yeah, that would have hit. Okay, so you take no damage from it. He, like, grins. He goes, how long can you keep that up, coward? Long enough to kill you. All right, Sandare's turn. She's going to start casting a spell. Okay, it's Rosie's turn. So, again... Scourges at the bottom of the stairs. Rosie's at the top of the stairs. Neither of them, the minis can actually be on the stairs. So just remember that. She's going to take a swing at Scourge. So she's got flanking and plus one for higher ground? She can't flank because Manny can't threaten. Fair enough. But yeah, she's got bonus for higher ground. Nice. Which Scourge should have had for his attack. Hmm. But Wait. still would have missed because he had a 17, I think. Mm-hmm. And his AC is 19, I know that. Well, that would have hit then. No, it's a plus one for higher ground. Oh, okay. That's a natural 20. Oh, give me it, Rosie. That confirms. With a hand axe? Yeah, uh, hand axes are times three. Oh, and it's a slashing weapon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's lame. <laughs> um, it's wing tear. Double damage, and the target loses flight if it has wings. No! <laughs> Scourge! <laughs> so it does the regular... There's ace in the hole! It does the times three damage as normal. That's just a regular critical hit. Does she just chop him down to size? I love when Axel rolls damage against himself. <laughs> <laughs> so Rosie comes like... Like, thump, 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 like, careening down the stairs, and she ends her movement with, like, a leap through the air. Ah! And thunk! Axe goes right in the top of Scourge's head, and he just falls over dead. Yes! Whoa! Wow. Yes! What a badass. Yeah. Get it, Rosie. Manny. I'm gonna take a five-foot step up to create a line of sight. With plug. I'll call for the deadly aim. Rolled a natural 20. Oh, oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Oh. oh. It's going to be big time. It's over 20 to hit. Yeah, 23 to confirm. Against touch. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> so you got your choices. You got bludgeoning or piercing here. Yep. Mm-hmm. The bludgeoning is a terrible bruise. Double damage and 2d6 non-lethal damage. Ooh, and remember, good. the double damage is a times four. Right. And the piercing is a knockback. Double damage, and the target is pushed 1d6 squares directly away. Oh my god. I think I'll take the extra non-lethal. Alright. Okay. I'm thinking it's that gives better you the... chance to drop him unconscious. Yeah. Then. And then I have I an just, unconscious yeah. plug. I'm okay with that. Holy um, shit. That sounds so sexy. So it's your regular times 4 damage. So the deadly aim becomes 8 damage, right? Just Yes. Okay, so there's 8 right there, and then I have to roll this 3 more times? Yep. So you're at 16. 23. Uh, 29, 32 total damage. And then I had the additional... 2d6 non-lethal. And another 6 non-lethal. The good news is you dropped plug. Wow. Nice. The bad news is you killed him before the non-lethal damage. <laughs> I'm still okay oh, with that. No. <laughs> you ever shoot someone so hard that you I'm taking them? three tally marks on that. <laughs> All right, yeah, so Manny just, like... I kind of dive forward, do a little barrel. A little tuck spin, takes a knee. Boom! Right between the eyes. Plug falls to the deck. And that's the end of the mutiny. Mutiny's over? You you killed the captain and the first mate. The only enemy on deck (laughs) is Tam Narwhal Tate, who's currently (laughs) hugging the banister and sucking his thumb right now. (laughs) Out of sight from you guys. I believe that makes me the new acting captain, right? Oh, Whoever uh, kills the current captain. All right. Anyway, I want to step up to uh, Plug and just bring the axe down, just chop his head right off and carry it downstairs. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Grab him by the little ponytail and just like dra- just drag him behind me down the stairs to end the mutiny for the rest of the ship, too. All right. <laughs> There's no contention. When everyone sees Plug's head just raised up in the air, they like... Friend, friends just like drop their weapons. They they applaud like, yeah, we did it. We we'll go to Voth. And the enemies drop their weapons. They drop to their knees and they they just know it's over. They got their hands up in the air. And the man's promise is yours. Yes. Yes. Woo! Congratulations. Oh, we'll see you night. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> okay. So uh, of the crew downstairs, uh, you've got uh, Croup, mm. who's uh been cooking the whole time <laughs> like frying up some taters not part of this i'm not part of this i'm not part of this when you see him actually he uh he doesn't look like all. the group that you left behind when you went to bone rack isle like he's standing up straight he's not wobbling or leaning at all oh. he sees you he just gives you a, a sly wink he like twirls a frying pan he like 
like, boom, like bashes Shavika on the back of the head. Like, Ow, I surrendered. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like a sober croup. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. So what does everybody do? What does everybody, what does everybody oh, do next? Uh, I, let's loot the bodies. Yeah. Specifically I, Narwhal. Well, I'm going to tell everyone downstairs. I'm going to have them tie up the losers okay. and bring them upstairs and tie them, all of them and Tam, to the main mast. It's a good idea. I'll help with that effort. All right. Let's get a list. It should be, I mean, unless someone died, it should be uh, Jack Scrimshaw, Tilly Brackett, Shavika, and Tam. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. They all get tied to the main mast. Uh, bodies being looted, which reminds me, uh, there's a a very nice uh, piece of loot that I completely forgot to mention in the Grindelau fight. Oopsie poopsie, but here it is. Come on, a shield. <laughs> This is something you guys have had since you left the island, and I guess you're just too stupid to think to use it. You already passed your spellcraft check and everything for it. It's called the Vindictive Harpoon, and it's the harpoon that the Mother Grindelau was using in the whale fight. It's a uh, specific magic item. It's unique. This plus one returning harpoon is made from the jagged scrimshaw carved tusk of a narwhal. Not Tam Narwhal Tate. <laughs> Attached... We didn't cut off his nose to make a spear. <laughs> Attached to a 50-foot length of woven sinew. Ooh. Unlike most thrown weapons, a vindictive harpoon functions as well underwater as on land, which is pretty huge. Yeah. And its wielder takes no penalties on attack rolls underwater. Nice. The only problem is it's still a harpoon, which is an exotic weapon. Yeah. But you can sell it for a hefty price if you would like to. Yeah. All right. So... I'll, I'll need uh, some spellcraft checks. I'll leave that to Scram and Aaron. Ooh, I spellcraft. Oh. How many do you need? First one's 25. Okay, that's good. Give me another. 16. 15. My best one was 15. All right, between you and Aaron, uh, you guys identify everything you need to. Uh, Mr. Pug's got a few magic items. So he's got a potion of cure moderate wounds. He has two... Magical crossbow bolts left of the three that he initially started with. They're called screaming bolts. They're, they have a plus two magical enhancement on them. Everyone within 20 feet, with, uh, within 20 feet of the shooter. For, oh, yeah, it is all enemies. Forcing all enemies of the shooter within 20 feet of the path of the bolt oh, to shit. make a successful DC 14 <clears throat> will save or become shaken for one round. Wow. Which is a mind-affecting pure effect. Nice. So, then he's got... An amulet of natural armor plus one. I like that. And he's got a set of bracers of armor plus one. So Um, bracers of armor provide an armor bonus to AC. So so Scram gets those. Yeah. So any any class that can't wear armor, like monks or wizards, sorcerers, uh, those are really good uh, items for. Yeah. Scram, why don't you just go ahead and take those right now? Uh, I will do so. And Mr. Plug also has a unique magic item. Oh, buddy. This is called the Tidewater Cutlass. Uh, the blade of this plus one cutlass is spotted with rust, and its basket hilt is cast in the likeness of a grinning skull. Once per day, a Tidewater Cutlass can be used to cast Hydraulic Push. The caster level is third for that. Tidewater Cutlasses are not uncommon weapons among the Pirates of the Shackles, at least for those who can afford to buy one or who manage to loot one from someone who can. So they're unique. Quote, unquote. All right, so as for the rest of the loot, Mr. Plug also has a Masterwork Cat of Nine Tails. Oh, yeah, he, he has another unique magic item. 
called Shackles of Compliance. He would have something named that. <laughs> right? These battered iron manacles magically adjust themselves to fit around the wrists or ankles of any creature small to huge size and automatically lock. A creature wearing Shackles of Compliance becomes more susceptible to intimidation. Any creature attempting to intimidate or demoralize a target wearing Shackles of Compliance gets a plus four bonus on intimidate checks. In addition, the holder of the manacle's key can cast Command with a DC of 25 on the wearer of the shackles three times per day. Shackles of Compliance have Hardness 10, 10 hit points, and a DC 30 disabled device check is required to pick the shackles locks. A manacled creature can break free with a DC 28 strength check or a DC 35 escape artist check, or the lock can be opened with a DC 30 disabled device check. Those are some high checks. Oof. Yeah, pretty sweet item, especially for how inexpensive it is. The the three times per day DC twenty five command is pretty yeah, yeah pretty yeah pretty that's fucking, pretty awesome. Now let's go to Master Scourge. Um, all right, so we already used his potion of blur, but Master Scourge also has a potion of cure light wounds. He's got leather armor, a punching dagger, a masterwork hand axe, which has notches carved into it for kills. Ooh. He's got yeah. a short bow. He's got fewer now. A <laughs> uh, short bow with a leather quiver with a buttoned shutter, a whip. A bosun's call, which is like a whistle. A corked dark green bottle. If you're really, uh, really looking in there, you'll find six gold teeth <laughs> worth five gold each. He's got his hefty waxed coat. It's full of pockets, which you found some of the stuff in the pockets already. And he's got a leather snuff box with a diamond stud, which is worth a hundred gold. I'm, yeah, I'm going to take that and hold on to it until we see Grok again. Well, you okay. don't know about that deal. I I know about it. Sure. I asked. Uh, I will actually ask for that specifically. All right. And he's got a silver wedding ring, not on his finger. <laughs> uh, the wedding rings are worth twenty five gold. He's also got fourteen platinum pieces, twenty nine gold pieces. Oof. Okay. And I guess we uh, head on to the captain's quarters and take stock. Since we know there's nothing in the hold. Yeah, no, the hold's been empty. Oh, actually, as we're doing this, too, I'm going to have, like, I'll tell, like, Mahim and Badger to get the, the boat up that we came in with all of our loot from the island and start storing it in the hold. She goes, aye, aye, and then looks and goes, the boat's gone. <laughs> Nobody secured the boat before you all climbed up, and it started drifting. That okay. is so. It should still be relatively close then. Yeah. So it's it's literally two, been. You look around for like, a minute and it's you been like see 30 that it's. Seconds. Okay. Yeah, you look <laughs> around for a minute and you see that it's you know it's not super far. But also on that boat is uh, Mast Helmet's body. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That too. Uh, through all this, I do take off the helmet eventually and reveal that I am not the Mast Helmet. And nobody, nobody knows would the know that. <laughs> yeah. They didn't know what Mast Helmet's face looked like. But he also wouldn't know that they don't know what Master Helmet's face looks like. But I also wouldn't know that they wouldn't know what Master uh, Helmet face. Well reasoned, like. Joe. <laughs> all right, so yeah, all the jubilation and like, oh, let's go get that boat, and everyone's like tying up enemies on the main mask, main mast. Mass Shield takes his helmet off. Everyone's like, oh, <laughs> so that's what Mass Helmet looks like. I am not the Mast Helmet. What? I'm the Mast Shield. What? Did it will get... all be explained. Enjoy your merriment for now. They're all talking amongst themselves. Did Mast Helmet get a promotion? <laughs> <laughs> or is that a demotion? <laughs> helmet to shield. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So you go into the captain's cabin and uh, you detect magic. 
Indeed. And then you roll spellcraft. I get a 12. 14. Aaron rolls spellcraft. Ah, yes, of course. This is a hospitality's hammock. Another unique magic item. A luxurious crimson silk hammock. This is the super nice hammock that you saw. Yes. Uh, A luxurious crimson silk hammock embroidered with gold threads and gold fringed tassels. A hospitality's hammock is a beauty to behold, but no self-respecting seaman would ever be caught using it. Aside from the hammock's considerable looks, a single night's rest in it eliminates any sign of seasickness. <laughs> Additionally, a hospitality's hammock is so comfortable that those who sleep in it for a full eight hours regain hit points as if they had an entire day of bed rest. Climbing into or out of the hammock is a full round action. Successful DC 5 dexterity check reduces this to a move action. Which I think is bullshit. Hammocks are fucking impossible to get out of that fast. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so you got the hospitality's hammock. You also find a set of nautical charts, uh, which gives you a plus two knowledge geography or plus two profession sailor for navigation. Ooh. And I've just handed Matt a printed out colorful map of the shackles. So Ooh, that's nice. You can like label stuff as you discover it. And okay. we'll we'll add we'll add in some some stuff right off the bat. And you find uh rolled up in like a map case you find what look like blueprints or plans for a magical suit of armor, which, if the instructions are to be believed, would allow the user to freely maneuver and breathe underwater. And you also find a collection of goods, spices, uh, wool, lumber, that was taken off of the man's promise and given specifically to Mr. Plug as part of the loot, equating 2,000 gold or two points of plunder. And we'll go into what plunder does between sessions. And there you go. Good deal. Oh, excuse me. Uh, there's one other little gem in uh, Captain's Cabin. Ooh. Oopsie poopsie. Owlbear. No oh. way! You go in there and he's uh, just like he was on the Wormwood. He's got the... The manacle around his neck, and he's like chained to the uh, the stern mast that goes through the captain's cabin. I detect magic. He's not magical. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure if like the collar was magical, oh. like a magical compulsion or anything, or if he was just trained. No. So you open the door, and he sees you, and he like he like puffs up his checks, and he like tries to like run at you, but the uh, the uh, the chain tightens, and he stopped in his tracks. Anybody who enters that's not Mr. Plug or with Mr. Plug, he is trained to attack. Just hold up Plug's oh, head. Yeah, we're with Mr. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just put Plug's head up in front of yours. <laughs> toss it to him. Uh, yeah, I will. I'll like hold up Mr. Plug's head by the ponytail. Like, Owlbear, you don't need to worry about him anymore. He looks at the head. He kind of reaches out to it. He like pokes it really hard. <laughs> and just kind of like shakes, swinging by the, ha- by the ponytail <laughs> in your hand. Oh. And like looks behind him, like to as if Mister Plug is standing behind him to like catch him breaking the rules or something. And he looks back and he just like sucks Mister Plug's head. <laughs> the ponytail like rips out of your hand, and it like it like rolls into a corner <clears throat> of the room. I I get like <laughs> that was awesome, good punch. <laughs> and I want to go over and I'm gonna release Owlbear. I'm gonna help you release Owlbear. Okay. Did we uh, find like a, we found a key on Plug's body for? Yeah, it or yeah, yeah. He's he had a little key ring. Yeah. Uh, you find one that goes to his chain. He like grabs the end of the chain that was locked up, and he's kind of like swinging it around. Jumps up on the bed, 
in the captain's cabin. He's like, like dancing around, twirling the chain. He's like just super happy that he's finally free. Um, I want to kind of like get his attention after a second. Like I'll let him be happy. Obviously, mm-hmm. I want to kind of get his attention and try and make him understand. And I go, Albert, Albert, come here, please. <laughs> With his focus, I mean, Albert, <sighs> you are going to be a part of this crew now. You're not going to be chained up anymore. I try and assist the translation by holding up the chain and going, no more. <laughs> All right. All right uh, Devoth, why don't you give me a diplomacy check? Mass shield, you can assist him on that. Yes. Um, Did you get higher than a 10? No. So it's going to be a total of 16. Okay. He kind of he kind of gets the gist. He's kind of like nodding as you're as you're talking to him. And he like looks at looks at the chain in his hands, and he just like jumps off the bed and sprints out of the room. Ooh, he's got and the zoomies. You, you hear? He's got wheelies. You hear someone on the main deck going, "Oh no, it's Alvar! Ah, no, get off me! No!" Uh, I kind of rush out after him. He's like wrapping wrapping a chain around Cogsword, and it's kind of like like just like pointing at him, and like nobody knows why. They're like, "What are you doing?" And he's like. He's got like Cogger like wrapped up a little bit. He's like, let me out of here. And he's just like super happy. Like, he, he seems happy with what you said. Uh, Even if he doesn't quite understand what I said. <laughs> I kind of like go up like, no, 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 Albert, no. Release him. He drops the chain. They're just still like loosely wrapped around Cog. who has got to like, uh, like hop out of it. I kind of go up to him like, no, you don't need the chains anymore. No more chains. He's kind of like leaves it on the floor and walks up to the to the main mast just kind of like sits down with the prisoners okay <laughs> long as he's just sitting down there that's fine i go back into the captain's cabin okay at this point you realize that it's just you four in the captain's cabin and the rest of uh the crew can kind of realize as it settles in is your crew are just kind of waiting on the main deck for you guys to come out and tell them what to do i'm going to head out there with Plugs Cat of Nine Tails and Scourge's Whip in hand. Mm-hmm. Yep. And once I'm sure I have the crew's attention, mm-hmm. I walk over to the side of the ship and throw them both into the water. I thought you were going to start a new rule of tyranny. <laughs> Mr. Plug has been going Mr. easy Plug. on everyone. <laughs> Mr. Plug, reign of terror is over. The ball just Let a whole going new down the line, reign of terror <laughs> begin. It is met with uh, thunderous applause. As you throw the, the whip and cat of nine tails overboard, everyone's like, yeah, woo, Devoth, what a man, what a man. And uh, directly after this, I'm going to inform the crew that the mast helmet is no longer and have a moment of silence for our fallen brother. Before you can get that out, oh, uh, <laughs> this man that you may have seen through your uh, scrying, an uh, overweight man with a with like a bloody apron and a... In a frying pan. Oh, yes. Uh, he kind of, like, runs over to, to the group. Yeah. And he kind of, like, looks around. He goes, Devoth, where's the masked helmet? Has the crew kind of, like, gotten everything back up on the <laughs> ship yet? Most of them start pointing at S.H.I.E.L.D. and saying, he's right there. <laughs> <laughs> he already said, I'm not the masked helmet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the long the long boat has been recovered and everything brought back up. Okay. I tell him, uh, I'm very sorry to have to tell you this, crew, but he he didn't make it back from the island frying pan falls to the deck with a clang he just kind of falls to his knees and he's like no my little buddy oh bear in mind i'm wearing the mask the whole time too <laughs> how very cooth of you and and i had the helmet on for a clip there yeah so i guess he would have some questions as to where the masked helmet is just kind of 
weeps into his arm for a minute. He strains back up and he goes, I went sober for that knucklehead. And he had to go and die on me. Oh, I... believe me, I'm I'm rather pissed that he died on me too. Yes. He was my little buddy too. I actually have a sidebar quick with uh, the mass shield. Oh. Uh, does your society have any like special burial rules to like... No, we're a, a very loose organization. No official rules. <laughs> we're a loosey-goosey secretive organization that spans the globe. Yeah. Oh. To continue with Croup, I tell him, uh, I would like to give the masked helmet a proper send-off, though. I'm going to take that uh, that longboat that we came back in, and we're going to give him a proper funeral at sea. I would like that. I would like that very much. Thank you, Devoth. Maybe with time, the pain will go away. I hear drinking helps with that. <laughs> Don't get started. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a bad idea. So I would like to get that underway before we do anything else. Get get the helmet kind of... It can be a helmet going away party slash we did it party. Yes. That's how he would have wanted it. Yeah. Like, or we don't have any rum on board. We haven't had any since we got on the Man's, Man's Promise, do we? Mr. Plug hasn't let you guys have any rum. That's oh, right. that doesn't mean there's not any rum on board. Okay, then I tell the crew to bring up the rum, because tonight we're having a party. And while they're doing that, I asked Mass Shield to help me prepare mm. Helmet for uh, for a funeral. Okay, so although Croup went sober when he got on the man's promise, before he was sure that's what he wanted to do, he actually he had smuggled over a, a barrel of rum from the Wormwood, and it's just kind of been like sitting in a back corner in the, the kitchen. So someone recovers that, brings it up. Meanwhile, you guys are what? So what? What exactly is it going to be like? A, like a Viking funeral where you burn the boat? Yes. Okay. We should use gunpowder and explode it. That feels more <laughs> helmet esque. Yeah. Real give, give, real give him that dignity. <laughs> no. Um, Watches his dead corpse just somersault. But it'll the be air. on fire. It's like the ultimate Viking funeral. Uh, I'm gonna take like two big like mugs and take the first cups of rum out of the the cask when they tap it mm-hmm. and just pour that all over the boat and uh ask... actually i'll join you like so instead of you having two i'll help we each one. Four. okay and i scram if you would uh do the honors as i just kind of as we lower the boat into the water and let it start drifting away i ask scram to light it i uh, uh say some words as a war priest all right so uh, i'm just like giving a you know the funeral words while funeral is, yeah the eulogy in the you googleizer you googleizer <laughs> So Mass Shield is providing the eulogy, the boat's being lowered into the water, and uh, all that's left is the lighting. Flaming Sphere. Second level spell, Flaming Sphere, ain't no other way to do it. As the noon sun uh, sits overhead, the long boat lights up in flames. After a minute or so, slowly sinks below the waves. Mast Helmet's body with it. I give him a three-gun salute. I want a 21... Color spray salute. <laughs> that takes you a couple days. That's fine. A week. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so that's a nice touch. And after a a moment of silence, the party starts. Yes. Just really quick, you get a pistol too. Yeah, but I can't use a pistol. That depends on what we're gonna do with with narwhal. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Tam had. I mean, a... I guess I can hold on to it for the time being, but. Yeah, and uh, pistols ain't too cheap, FYI. All right, so the party starts. Did they finish the repairs to the boat while we were on the island? Oh, yeah. 
I don't have big hole prepared. I was so. like, if not scram in the morning, get on that. <laughs> So, we're, we're all relaxed and sipping margaritas. He's fixing the boat. <laughs> As it should be. Uh-huh. As is tradition. All right, so the party has commenced. I'm guessing it's probably just going to like go through the day and then... Let everyone pass out at night and we'll figure everything out in the morning. Yeah. All right, so uh, anybody doing anything specific? I guess I'll give you some ship actions to use. Ooh. I'm just going to... I'm just going to entertain the crew. I'm going to regale them with the tale of our... Uh, our adventures on Bone Rack Isle. There you go. I'll give you a, a hefty bonus, all things considered. I'm going to kind of fudge it a little bit to l- tell the crew that the mast helmet died valiantly fighting a whale. <laughs> Instead of okay. uh, in a 10-foot bottle. Like a bitch. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I'd really love it if you like really focus on the quicksand and mosquito swarm encounters. <laughs> Those were your finest moments on the island. <laughs> But I'm going to tell the tale of our island, and I'm really going to make Mast Helmet like the tragic hero of the whole story. Nice. Yes. What a friend. <laughs> That's a natural s- one. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard to tell that tale with a straight face. <laughs> the 17 perform check. Okay. With the with the bonus I'm giving you, it's a fine performance. Everyone is enraptured. And at the end of the story, it, I hold up my mug and just be like, this one's for Helmet. And chug it down. Helmet! For Helmet! For Helmet! Uh, anybody else doing anything? Oh, I see I see. Tom's giving me uh, that Michelle Obama grin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's what it is. It's I couldn't black, put my right? finger on it. <laughs> uh, I am going through the lockers of the first thing the expert. Dead. <laughs> the dead. <laughs> Uh, of the uh, <laughs> of the captured and of the dead, the the enemies, yeah, the prisoners. Okay, mostly. I'm I'm starting off with Narwhal first. All right. So if you look in the officers' lockers, which will include um, Tam Narwhal, Date, <laughs> Aretta Bannison, Phipps Chumlet, and Jonas Jape. Well, actually, all the uh, all the enemies were considered officers. The ones so, on deck, at least. Yeah, well, I mean, even the ones that fought below deck were technically officers. I'll just oh, give you a... Uh, I'll tell you, if you go through all the lockers, you'll find 1,332 gold. 166 gold and 5 silver on average per officer. You'll also find a flute, a tambourine, yeah, a bicorn hat, a bullseye lantern, mm-hmm. lucky rabbit's foot, two hematites worth 10 gold each. Mm-hmm. Two gold earrings worth 15 gold each, a bottle of wine, which is worth two silver, a thunderstone, which will evolve your Pikachu, which is worth 30 gold, All right. and a silver ring worth five gold. You know what? Something else you guys would have found in the captain's cabin was Mr. Plug's betting stash. Betting like wagering? Yeah. Okay. A hundred silver pieces and 200 gold pieces. Oh, that's like what he puts up when Owlbear fights? Yeah. Stuff like that. So yeah, that's what you find in the uh, in the officers' quarters. Mass Shield, you doing anything during the party? I'm just uh, you know, kind of the new guy introducing myself, mm-hmm. talking about memories of Helmet, sharing in everyone's uh, dismay that he's gone, but also jubilation that we're free from the pirates. You mm-hmm. know, that you were never captured by. Yeah, so I don't give him the whole spiel about the Mass Brotherhood and necessarily why i'm here but you know i explained that i was i found them on the island you know how i know mast helmet 
Okay. I give them the short, down and dirty, only what I want them to know. No one really looks into it. They're just like, like hey, how, however it happened, uh, welcome yeah. aboard. And Aaron Ivy's kind of doing the same thing. He's like, oh, yeah. They, right, yeah. They found me on the island, and uh, I said, fuck that island. I'll I'll be a pirate. <laughs> Aaron's like, yeah. Yeah, being a pirate sucked until right now. <laughs> now it's actually pretty good. <laughs> Manny, at one point during the party, you're walking along the main deck and tam narwhal tate who's still tied up to the main mast he's like Psst, hey manny come over here for a second what do you want i'm getting pretty thirsty over here we all are we've been tied up for a few hours now it's been a pretty hot day got some of that rum to spare you don't want to kill us we still got to help you sail the ship wherever you're going after all 11 on my sense motive you don't sense any foul play. He seems like he's genuinely know, thirsty. He's gen- <laughs> he's actually thirsty. It, I mean, the party started at high noon. You guys have been partying all day, and they've just been sure. sitting there watching. And he's still got like he's got like like dried blood that was like running down his head from uh, being shot. By yeah, from you. when you when you got <laughs> when you shot him. So no, he's very nice. De- he shot me first. <laughs> tomato, tomato. So yeah, he's he's been dealing with that all day. I'll send some of the crew over with water for you guys. Okay, well, thanks. We'll, we'll, we'll take water. Uh, hey, better not be salt water. No, we'll give them actual water. Okay. We brought back uh, a whole barrel of it. I'll go uh, <laughs> I'll go ask just, like, the first two people I come across to bring them some water over. Did we have, like, um, a stitch guy? I can uh, do that. You did not have a stitch guy. Then, But, but you do I'll, have a Sandera and a Devon. I was just going to say, I'll <laughs> go find Sandera and ask her if she would mind tending to and her injuries. Oh, she's even better. All right. Oh. All right, all right. If you re- if you really think that that we need to, the bottom line is we're gonna need them to help settle this ship. Let's start this out on the right foot. We're not plug. We're not scourge. You're absolutely right, Manny. She goes over and uh, and gives uh, Tam a little, and she just goes over and channels. Huzzah! I keep an eye on to make sure though he was up to no foul play. Yeah. Uh, so she walks over and like. He doesn't see that she's got any water with her, so he's like not really sure what she's doing there. She channels energy. He's like, oh, oh. he seems pretty happy. He's still got like dried blood caked on his face, but no more fresh blood. Yeah. <laughs> I'll even go grab some food from Krug for them. Okay, cool. So once they have their food and their water, he goes, much appreciated. Hey, I was going to keep this to myself, but you know, you're not you're not so bad. Uh, the Voss is kind of a, an asshole showboat. And, uh, he likes <laughs> to hear himself. Scram doesn't know what he's doing half the time, uh, but yeah, you're you're okay, Manny. Uh, look, I uh, I overheard Plug talking to Scourge. Well, they said once they got this ship going, they were gonna uh, go to a place called uh, Oyster K, and uh, they they heard some rumors that there was some sunken treasure around there. Uh, I don't know much else about the subject, but uh, hey, you heard it from your old friend Tam. I sure did. I'll make sure you didn't mention it to Devav. Yeah, all right. Happy to help. Uh, long, long live the new captain, whoever the whoever the hell he is. Flying's not a good look on you. Uh, whatever. Okay, so you guys get through the party. That's good. No one dies during the party. <laughs> uh, Unless anyone had anything else to do. Unless Just, Scram was going to try and die. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> with whatever hours, whatever I would spend like the first hour like on top, but like then I would take like. The um that skull that we found that had oh, all the skull yeah that had all the scrolls written I would start uh, scribing them onto my book. Okay, um, <laughs> nerd. 
<laughs> Everyone else is partying, getting drunk. You're just down there studying. You be quiet up there. I'm trying to read my skull. <laughs> For first and second level spells, it takes two hours to scribe it into your spell book. And first level spells require ten gold of reagents, like magical ink or whatever the fuck. And second level spells take forty gold of reagents. I'll I'll say that as long as you've got the the cash, you can just liquidate it. I got the cash. So yeah, you can get it. You can get a few of those scrolls scribed into your spell book. And as you uh, as you do so, the writing just kind of fades from the whale skull. For third level spells, uh, third and fourth level spells, it takes a uh, one eight hour day to scribe into your spell book. So it's going to take you the at least probably about a week to get all of this in your spell book. Fortunately, you're on a pirate ship with lots of miles to sail and not much else to do. <laughs> so this is a pretty good campaign to to utilize the downtime rules. Yeah. Yep. What's your spellcraft modifier? It's 10. Okay. You're <laughs> fine then. Funny. It's a DC 6 and 7 spellcraft checks to scribe a first or second level spell into your uh, spell book. Got it. So you literally can't fail them. Yeah. So All right. So Scram's, Scram's below deck being a nerd... And everyone else is upstairs partying. Anybody else have anything to add to the party? No, I'm good till morning. Yeah. All right. So you guys party through the night. It's the next day. You all wake up probably pretty hungover. Mm -hmm. What does everybody do? I'd like to gather the crew on deck. Okay. Ship's got a little bell for you to ring. Where did I wind up sleeping and all that? There's crew quarters downstairs. I was say, wherever I, you passed out. I like, went right now it's really quarters. Matter. Because yeah. I would prefer to probably go in the officer's quarters. There's a pretty sweet-looking hammock in the captain's <laughs> cabin. <laughs> I will say, like, I was tempted to take the captain's cabin, but I feel like that should remain empty until we have a declared captain. Oh, mm. smart. That was yeah. that would be my thinking of not going in there last night. Okay. Good idea. So I want to gather the crew on deck. Tam Narwhal Tate comes out of the captain's cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Who untied him? I throw him over the side of the ship. No! <laughs> No, everybody, all the prisoners still tied up. Mm -hmm. uh, bell gets rung. Everyone eventually makes their way onto the main deck. And I'll address the crew just with, uh, all right, everybody, we've taken the ship, and now it's uh, it's time we get moving, but uh, there's something that needs to be done first. Yeah. Kill Tam Narwhal Tate! Oh, okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We may or may not get there. Tam seems to panic a little bit. <laughs> um, no, the, what we need to do is uh, we need to, as a group, decide on who's going to be the captain. So I leave it up to everyone here. Who has suggestions? Who thinks who should be the captain? I'm going to let you, the PCs, flesh this out. I nominate the Voth. Seconded. Third. Everyone's like, yeah, the Voth. Love that guy. Any opposed? I shoot a glare at anyone. <laughs> Tam Narwhal Tate. Tam lifts his nose in the air. I fire a warning shot above his head. <laughs> like, yeah, Tam starts raising his hand and like Mass Shield just glares at him. Puts it down. <laughs> Followed by like a like a bullwhip sound. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically unanimous. Everyone's like, yeah, De Devoth. Who who else but Devoth could could lead us to piracy glory? All right. Well, I am. Very much flattered. I thank you all for it. It is with a heavy heart at the loss of our dear friend Helmet that I accept. He would have made a great captain. <laughs> uh, let's not go that far. <laughs> Shut up, Tam. <laughs> you haven't offered anything useful. All right. Well, in that case, now we need to uh, establish our 
officers, I suppose. Does anybody have a nomination for first mate? Manny should do it. I'll do it for Devoth, but that's it. If he asks me to do it, then I'll do it. Sounds good. I, sl- I smack Manny on the back. Manny's the first mate. Yeah, Manny. Congratulations. You could have wound up with something stupid like Cabin Boy. <laughs> That's like the best gig in the boat. <laughs> Speaking no. of Cabin Boy, I nominate Scram. <laughs> no. I uh, I appoint Mahim as the... Uh, as the dude as who the never master, backs down. As the master at arms. Oh, that's a good choice. I appoint Scram as the master gunner. Oh, that's another good Ooh. choice. Finally. <laughs> it's all he's been waiting for. Uh, but I don't for. have any <laughs> guns on this ship. Yeah. Yeah, there's we'll have no to make upgrades. Yeah, uh, we're going to have a talk about that later. I appoint Sendera as the bosun, and I'm going to allow Narwhal to stay on as quartermaster. That's very <gasps> fair. I won't let you down. I been doing a great job so far of keeping inventory of our massive inventory. I well, promise it's I gotten much bigger though. Yes. Well, now we actually have inventory. So, what? Yes. And I actually know what's on it. So, I'll be keeping tabs. Oh. Upon uh Get Devoth off. appointing him to stay in his position, I'm going to go release like untie them. Okay. Now, for the other 3, we've got Jack Scrimshaw, we've got Tilly Blackett and Shavika. For you 3, I offer a choice. You may stay on as part of the crew. We will give you a fresh start, something that we never quite got. Or you may take one of the longboats, and the island awaits. I motion over to Bone Rack Isle. Oh. I, I, I will say there is a very nice field of green beans planted over there. And uh, I mean, you guys kill almost everything on the island, yeah. so it's actually not too bad, except for it's the a little paradise cool fever uh, causing uh, mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. But no, they, like, they take... One look at the island, they're like, a pirate's life for us. All hail Captain Devoth, first mate Manny, hoorah. To, to the edge of the world and back, hoorah. All right. Well, I do believe the ship has been repaired, if I'm not mistaken. That's the whole point of the, the three days we were given to get water. Mm-hmm. It's a shitty repair, but it works. All right. Oh, and I'd tell, like, kind of give Aaron, like, a... What would be the title for, like, just the person in charge of, like, repairs? Because he's the carpenter. He'd be the carpenter. No, uh, wouldn't he be the cut guy, too? Carpenter and the stitchman. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's then, how yeah. it usually works. Yes. I, then I give Aaron the, the, the job of stitcher. Oh, carpenter. That's what I did on the last ship. <laughs> got plenty, I, I've got plenty of practice. I imagine as much. Make sure we're ship shape and uh, take Scram with you. He can offer a little bit of aid. Aye, Captain. Until we shove off. Come on, Scram. Aaron takes you below deck. Everybody else, prepare to sail. Croup approaches you. Okay. He says, uh, so I guess uh, I'll be staying on as the as the ship's cook. Well, I don't want to force you, Croup. If it's your desire, you may leave our service at the next port we come to, or wherever you decide, but it would be an honor to keep you on board. His eyes kind of like well up a little bit when when you say that, and he's like, leaving the sea for good hasn't occurred to me in a long time. It means a lot to me that you give me that option. Well, uh, you've but, more than earned it. But, you know, Ma- Mast Helmet may not be with us, but damn it, you guys are all right. I think it might be worth it to stay on with you lot. Could use an assistant, though. Well, don't do it! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You can you can have your choice. Any one of the crew who wants the job, I I will give them to you as an assistant. Appreciate it. 
<laughs> I won't force it on the master shield. <laughs> well, until you guys get to your destination, uh, it's pretty much going to be all hands on deck because you are a diminished crew at this point. You're oh, diminished yeah, with, to begin with. You're yeah. diminished to begin with, and then you lost uh, some people in the mutiny. Yep. I was, um, I was fully in, uh, planning on you know working with the crew. Yeah. And Croup says, uh, oh, by the way... Uh, where where where's our heading? Where uh where were you planning on taking the ship now, Devoth? I take that moment to actually share with Devoth what Tam was saying about Oyster K. Oh, smart. Oh, okay. Do I know what Oyster K is? I do knowledge. It's right after uh local or geography? Uh knowledge geography. Seventeen. Oh, excuse me, it's Tempest K. You know that Tempest K is literally the other side of the shackles from where you are now. It's like you're you're like to the south and west of the shackles, and it's like the northeastern corner. Oh, of course. Um, it's around. Um, so Tempest K is actually uh, really far an, away. It's actually an island. Well, at least it's not a tempest. And it's a uh, it's named Tempest K because it's actually the northernmost widely populated island in the shackles, which puts it closest to the Eye of Abandego. And anyone who's grew up in the shackles or knows anything about sailing would know that the Eye of Abendego is a huge, eternal, never-ending storm uh, located north of the, the shackles. It's like a giant hurricane that never goes away and never moves. Mm-hmm. It appeared out of nowhere about a hundred years ago, um, I believe. It's just caused all sorts of geological changes in the uh, shoreline. In the coastline of Garund and uh, created the drowned land single-handedly. Yeah, it, it it changed the the terrain a lot. The shackles uh, experiences its fair share of uh, storms because of it. You guys already experienced a couple of them. But yeah, so Tempest K is the northernmost island of the shackles. Called that because rains a lot. Uh, there's what what was your knowledge geography check? Seventeen. Seventeen. That's pretty much all you know. So Tam said it was sunken treasure at Tempest K. You don't know much beyond that. Okay. All right. Well, that is uh, something to keep in mind, but that's quite far away. Yeah. I think for the moment we should continue on to the slithering coast. We should continue on to rickety squibs to uh, get our ship taken care of and maybe take on some crew to fill us up. I agree with that plan, Croup says. It's a good plan. You know, we, we might not have stolen this ship from Barnabas Harrigan. I don't think he'll really care one way or the other if he finds out that he lost his the man's promise. If we rename it, refit it, he won't be able to find us as easy. I know firsthand the wrath that Barnabas Harrigan can rain down on those that cross him. His wrath will come to an end! <clears throat> yes, we'll we'll deal with Barnabas Harrigan when he when we find him again. And find he, him we will. He's got a date with my ex. I envy your boldness. All right, so once I get word from Aaron and Scram that the ship is ready to sail, we shove off and continue northward towards the Slithering Coast. Yep, uh, so cut to Aaron and Scram in the lower hold. You guys come to the part of the hull that got damaged. It's it's wet. Water's kind of still trickling in a little bit, but it, it'll hold, especially with the bilge pumps going all the time, because the water's kind of like running down into the bilges. Yeah. So it's not that... It's a pretty straightforward thing to, to stop the ship from sinking at this point. If you wanted, you could just fix it much more thoroughly with Make Whole if you wanted to really uh, make Aaron feel obsolete. Yeah, and I'd do that. Oh, great. 
So Aaron's like, it's, he's like, oh, it's not, it's not, a, it's not too, too shabby a job. Uh, it'll hold for now. If I was here, I could have done a, a better job with it. And you're just like, he turns to you and you're just like, like, like casting spell. He's like, oh, I guess you're busy. Uh, I'll come back later. And so Aaron comes back up to the main deck. He goes, I don't know what the kid's doing, but uh, the, sh- the ship's uh, fit to sail. But we're gonna. We're gonna need to do some some major repairs once we get it on a dry dock. Well, that's the idea. Thank you, Aaron. All right, she's all, right. all yours, Captain. All right, everybody, prepare to shove off. Everyone shoves off. You heave the ship off of the rock that it's been balancing on this whole time, mm-hmm. and you sail out of the coral reef away from Bone Rack Isle, and you head towards the slithering coast. Newly minted pirate captains and crew, and we'll end it there. End of book one. Whoa. Level four. Whoa. Yes. Oh my god. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. I just don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs>